In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us today at the National Shrine of the Divine Mercy. I'm Father Jim McCormick, one of the Marian priests. I'm the novice master for our community in Washington, D.C. But it's always a joy for me to come here to the National Shrine of Divine Mercy. I'm also supporting Father Chris on the Provincial Council, and I have to come up here for meetings every now and then. But it's a wonderful opportunity to be here in this beautiful place. And today we're celebrating in a, in a very special way the conversion of St. Paul. That's the feast day that we're celebrating today. That famous day that made all the difference for St. Paul when he was knocked to the ground. Sometimes he's depicted as being knocked off a horse. We don't know if he was knocked off a horse. Uh, it just says that he was knocked to the ground. Maybe it was a horse. We don't know. Today we then ask the Lord for all the graces we need that we too might have our hearts converted more and more to the Lord. And if there are any of us who have experienced a conversion, a powerful conversion experience, then this can also be a day of giving great thanks to God for our conversions as well. So my brothers and sisters, let us pause then here at the beginning of this Mass to call to mind our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess to Almighty God, God and to you, you my, my brothers, brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, and what I have done, done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, and you my, brothers my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen.
let us pray. O God, who taught the whole world through the preaching of the blessed Apostle Paul, draw us, we pray, nearer to you through the example of him whose conversion we celebrate today. And so make us witnesses to your truth in the world. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Saul, still breathing murderous threats against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to go to the synagogues in Damascus, that if he should find any men or women who belonged to the way, he might bring them back to Jerusalem in chains. On his journey as he was nearing Damascus, a light from the sky suddenly flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? He said, Who are you, sir? The reply came, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men who were traveling with him stood speechless, for they heard the voice but could see no one. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. So they led him by hand and brought him to Damascus. For three days he wasn't able to see, and he neither ate nor drank. There was a disciple in Damascus named Ananias, and the Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias, he answered, Here I am, Lord. The Lord said to him, Get up and go to the street called Straight, and ask at the house of Judas for a man, for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He is there praying, and in a vision he has seen a man named Ananias. Come in and lay his hands on him, that he may regain his sight. But Ananias replied, Lord, I have heard from many sources about this man, what evil things he has done to your holy ones in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priests to imprison all who call upon your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for this man is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before Gentiles, kings, and children of Israel, and I will show him what he will have to suffer for my name. So Ananias went and entered the house. Laying his hands on him, he said, Saul, my brother, the Lord has sent me, Jesus who appeared to you on the way by which you came, that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately things like scales fell from his eyes and he regained his sight. He got up and was baptized, and when he had eaten, he recovered his strength. He stayed some days with the disciples in Damascus, and he began at once to proclaim Jesus in the synagogues, that he is the Son of God. All who heard him were astounded and said, Is not this the man who in Jerusalem ravaged those who call upon this name, and came here expressly to take them back in chains to the chief priests? But Saul grew all the stronger and confounded the Jews who lived in Damascus, proving that this is the Christ. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
Go out to all the world and tell the good news. Go out to all the world and tell the good news. Praise the Lord, all you nations. Glorify him, all you peoples. Go out to all the world and tell the good news. For the steadfast is his kindness toward us, and the fidelity of the Lord endures forever. Go out to all the world and tell the good news. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus appeared to the eleven and said to them, Go into the whole world and proclaim the gospel to every creature. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. Whoever does not believe will be condemned. These signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak new languages. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will not harm them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So it's nice to have Father Jim with us. As he mentioned, uh, today we celebrate the conversion of St. Paul. And, you know, in, in today's celebration, we have the most probably famous conversion in history. And no, that's not Father Don Calloway. It's Father, Father Paul or uh, St. Paul. And so the conversion, many would say, uh, we would not have a church today without St. Paul. Of course, it all comes from God, but God uses. So he used St. Paul. Now, the significance is astounding. Um, of the 27 books of the New Testament, over half are attributed, 14, to St. Paul. Um, and it's, it's interesting because the scholars, and when you read it, it's not just a sudden conversion. Many of you have gone through that, but more importantly, it's a sudden surrender. We can all be converted, but yet not still fully surrender. Um, This is why God chose Paul. Um, He had the zeal. You've heard us 
talk a lot about zeal and our EWTN show doing the seven deadly sins. And then we did the, the virtues. So when you have sloth, which is really deadly, really deadly, the anecdote or the corresponding virtue to overcome it is zeal. And so Paul had this incredible zeal. It was just in the wrong direction. <laughs> he was just really carrying out, but like I said, not in the right way. So here he goes, intending to enter Damascus, as uh, postulant Alex just read, with really an avenging fury. Think about that. Um, but instead, he comes out led by the hand, blind, and helpless. That's sometimes why God allows us to be knocked from our horse. As Father Jim said, we don't know technically, but that's the tradition. And we always wonder, God, why do you let that happen to us? Why did you let that happen to me? And all of a sudden, we become stronger. We become, in our weakness, we become greater. And through that God can do more things. And so Ananias is one really of the forgotten heroes of the church. We never hear about him. Nobody ever prays to him. Nobody ever lists him in the, or the list of saints. Nobody, and I don't think he is a saint, but we don't think about him. So I think you could ask if it is true that the church owes St. Paul's conversion, as many point out, to the prayers of St. Stephen. Because what did Stephen do? He prayed for those who were martyring him, of which St. Paul was there. Then it's also true that the church owes St. Paul's conversion to the mercy of Ananias. And I do mean mercy. Um, this guy is just an ordinary man. He was not an apostle, he was not a prophet. And Ananias was just an ordinary guy like you or me. That's why I love this. Because he wasn't a great saint like St. Stephen. But yet we owe everything to him. So God used him because he was an ordinary guy. It's how he uses us. Like I said, when I was called to the priesthood, I said, the Lord, I don't have anything to offer you except two things. Zeal and a big mouth. And then I realized maybe that's what God wants to use. Zeal, that's the only thing I got. I'm passionate about everything I do, even though it may be in the wrong direction like St. Paul. But I got a big mouth, Lord, use it for you. And so this is what's happening here. So this is how God works. So if an apostle or a prophet or somebody great had ministered to St. Paul, people might say that it was because of him that Paul's conversion came about. So here we see God really using the ordinary disciple. There is a special work for them to do. God knew in a way that he could make use of St. Paul even when Saul or Ananias didn't even know it. It's amazing, really. Laying his hands on him, right, was receiving the grace of the Holy Spirit. It's kind of like an ordination. We can consider Paul a priest. 
Wow. Hands were laid on him. Amazing. We don't think about that. So if we don't use this grace that God gives us, God will give it to somebody else. Remember the parable of the talents? Don't bury them, use them. And I think you can see that throughout the regions of the world in history. Jesus came to the Middle East. And for a while they were on fire, then they lost it. Then it went to Europe. And throughout the Middle Ages, Europe was on fire with the faith, and they lost it. Then God took it to the Americas, and we were the bedrock of the faith for a couple centuries. Then we lost it. Now he's taking it to Africa and Asia, and they're on fire with the faith. You know, in Africa, we were just in our provincial council meeting yesterday, and we were talking about in Africa, I said, you know, people walk two hours to hear a three-hour homily. <laughs> I says, wow, what a difference. Faith and zeal, they're on fire. Praise be to God. And so the other important thing I think is this, notice that Paul was blind, and this is significant to me, for three days. He was blind in the dark three days. He had his own three days of darkness. People keep saying three days of darkness isn't the Bible, but you've got to really look at symbolically where it is. And in those three days, he was helpless. What was Saul doing? He was dying to himself. It was the only, and I think this is what we forget in this message, it was only after those three days of dying to himself that he would be resurrected like Jesus. Jesus went through three days of darkness. And so it's like the prophets or the um, uh, mystics telling us, we all may go through three days of darkness. It would make sense. So all of Christianity can be summarized in what Jesus said to St. Paul. Go into the city and you will be told what to do. Up to this moment, Paul had done whatever he wanted, what his will dictated. But from this time forward, he would be told what to do. I think that's important because we, especially in the Western world, it's all about autonomy, all about myself, I, I, the iPhone, the iPad, it's all about I. I laugh because I told the story before when I was coaching freshman wrestling and this real good young wrestler, this freshman, and I remember telling him, you know, that old cliche, there's no I in team. He says, yeah, but there's an M and an E, me. <laughs> And so God is teaching us something different. So the Christian is one who stops doing what he wants and does what Christ wants. To me, this is the two great commandments. They can be summarized really into one. Jesus talks about, you know, loving God and loving your neighbor, but really um, you can write this all up. You can roll it up. You can roll it up into do the will of God. That really is what everything comes down to. Do the will of God. That's why in my morning offering prayer, I always say the same little sentence every day. God, help me to know you more so I can love you more, so I can trust you more, so I can surrender more to you and do your will in all things. Now, it doesn't always work. <laughs> 
But if we're open to God's grace, he will, like St. Paul, bring conversion. So to finish, I think Paul, what he did was an act of great moral courage because in these days, these are the same synagogues that Paul had gone into and condemned Christ. Just think about this. Paul had spent these last months or, you know, three years going into the synagogues condemning Jesus. Now, it would have been easy for him to begin his Christian witness elsewhere, you know, in the places Jesus was. Not on his own turf, and this is what he was. Now, on his own turf, he's saying, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Going into the same synagogues, he condemned him. Wow, what guts. So I think that's why God picked Paul again, because of zeal. He didn't say, when Jesus asked him to follow me, he didn't say, whatever. <laughs> I think that's the ill of our age right now. Apathy, sloth, comfort, afraid of, you know, just giving of ourselves. That's why commitments, marriages are down. This is that afraid of commitment. I'm being told now that young people don't even date. It's like they hang out. <laughs> Everybody's afraid of a commitment. And so St. Paul wasn't. His only fear was the fear of offending God. He was shipwrecked three times. He was stoned once. He was three times beaten with rods. Five times he was whipped. And it took a week to walk to Damascus. Today, we get antsy when we got to walk across a parking lot. Man, I should have got a better parking spot. And so I, I finished by saying, you know, Paul for me is a great example because he really was a man's man. Even though the apocryphal gospels tell us he was ball-headed, bow-legged, hook-nosed, and four-foot-eight. <laughs> That was St. Paul. You've heard me say before, I always laugh in Rome, they have these big statues and these hulking figures of St. Paul, and he's got the gospel in one hand and the thunderbolt in the other. He was bald, bow-legged, hook-nosed, and four-foot-eight. This is what they, the tradition of the church is, yet he changed the world. So when Jesus said, why do you persecute me? Jesus here is identifying him with the church. Because who was Paul crucifying? The church. And so Saul, or I said Paul, but Saul was confused when Jesus appeared. He thought he was doing the work of God. Yet, by condemning Christians, he thought he was pleasing God. You know what reminds me? The terrorists. The terrorists really believe they're doing the will of God. And so God can use that zeal, even though it's completely in the wrong direction. I've heard people say, I hope they rot and burn in hell. Uh, not so fast. Yeah, they're missing the natural law and they're not responding fully to God's grace. This is true. But Paul did the same thing. He was a terrorist. He was killing Christians. And yet, he thought he was doing the will of God. God can work with that. So there is hope for everybody. 
Don't ever get down thinking you are beyond hope. Don't ever despair that you are too far gone. There's never that. It's not the way we want to think. I remember when I went through that, and I was in a basement in Michigan of my apartment, and I remember waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning just convinced I was the most rotten, miserable soul on the earth. And I am. St. Faustina says she is. I know I got her beat. And I remember I made a prayer. I never said, ever said, God, show me you exist or prove to me you exist. I know you exist. And I remember praying to God, I know you exist. You don't have to show me. Please just show me you haven't given up on me. Just please show me it's not too late. Balling, I was crying. I just, all I wanted to know that it wasn't too late. I would never say that now. I know now it's never too late. But I didn't know that then. And God knew I didn't know that then. And here I was in the basement of a Michigan apartment in February. Snow piled up three feet high, not a rose in bloom for a thousand miles. And all of a sudden, the room filled with the sweetest, deepest, richest smell of roses. And it only lasted a few seconds. And when it disappeared, I'm, I'm trying to sniff it. I'm trying to, to breathe it in. And, and, and it was gone just that quick. But that's all God gave me. And that's all I needed to know God doesn't give up on anybody. If I was the sinner that I was, and I still am, and there's hope for me. If St. Paul was persecuting Christians like a terrorist and there was hope for him, I can promise you there is hope for you. Don't ever think your sins are greater than God's mercy. And God bless you. great confidence in the mercy of our Heavenly Father. Let us entrust to him now all of our needs and petitions. For all in the church who continue the ministry entrusted to the apostles, may they be empowered daily by God's gifts. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For world leaders, may their hearts be converted by the Spirit who pours out truth and love. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord, hear, hear our, prayer. our prayer. For all who struggle with questions and doubts, may the Spirit draw them more deeply into the heart of the peace of Christ. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord hear, our, hear prayer. our prayer. For this worshiping community, may we receive all we need to carry the good news to those in our lives. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord hear, Lord, our, hear prayer. our prayer. For all who have died, May their souls, through the mercy of God, rest in peace. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord hear, our, hear prayer. our prayer. For all the members of the Association of Marian Helpers and the Confraternity of the Immaculate Conception, both living and deceased, and for all the intentions they have entrusted to us, as well as all those who call or write to us, 
May the Lord favorably hear their prayer and strengthen them in faith, hope, and love. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. prayer. We pray for all of us that we might have an ever deeper trust in the Lord and a surrender to his will in all things, so that whether the conversion the Lord invites us to is just a tiny little step or a, a major step, that we might have that grace to follow the Lord in everything. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. O Heavenly Father, we entrust all these prayers to you, knowing that you hear them and answer them according to your perfect plan for us. And so we ask them through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Lord, accept the sacrifice and the praise and glory of his name for our good and the good of all his holy church. As we celebrate the divine mysteries, O Lord, we pray, may the Spirit fill us with that light of faith with which he constantly enlightened the blessed Apostle Paul, for the spreading of your glory through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God. For you, eternal shepherd, do not desert your flock. 
but through the blessed apostles, watch over it and protect it always, so that it may be governed by those you have appointed shepherds to lead it in the name of your Son. And so with the angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, and with all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory as without end we acclaim. Indeed, holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy, and you never cease to gather a people to yourself, so that, from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you, by the same Spirit, graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me.
the mystery of faith. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, O Lord, until you come again. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray, upon the oblation of your church, and <coughs> recognizing the sacrificial victim by whose death you willed to reconcile us to yourself. Grant that we who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son, and filled with his Holy Spirit, may become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you, so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with your blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, with Saint Paul, with Saint Faustina, and with St. Stanislaus and all the saints on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth with your servant Francis our Pope and William our Bishop, the order of bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family, whom you have summoned before you. In your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. To our departed brothers and sisters, and to all who were pleasing to you at their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Through him and with him and in him, O God, almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. At the Savior's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, come thy will be done. Be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope 
and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. And let us offer each other the sign of peace. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Only say the word, and my soul shall be healed.
act of spiritual communion and thanksgiving. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most blessed sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. From the Diary of St. Faustina, entry 777. Today I was in heaven, in spirit, and I saw its inconceivable beauties and the happiness that awaits us after death. I saw how all creatures give ceaseless praise and glory to God. I saw how great is happiness in God, which spreads to all creatures, making them happy. And then all the glory and praise which springs from this happiness returns to its source, and they enter into the depths of God, contemplating the inner life of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, whom they will never comprehend or fathom. This source of happiness is unchanging in its essence, but it is always new, gushing forth happiness for all creatures. Now I understand St. Paul, who said, Eye has not seen, nor has ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man what God has prepared for those who love him. Let us pray. May the sacrament we have received, O Lord our God, stir up in us that fire of charity with which the blessed apostle burned ardently as he bore his concern for all the churches through Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, today is two days before the feast of our renovator, the renovator of the Marian congregation, Blessed George Matolitis. I'm not sure if everybody knows, but Blessed George saved the congregation from extinction in 1909. The Marians were down to only one priest left in 1909, and Blessed George came along and he, was, he received permission from the Vatican to, to join secretly uh, the, the congregation so that the, the governments that were sort of oppressing and, and persecuting religious orders uh, wouldn't, wouldn't know about it. And when he joined, that was in uh, 1909, and then he opened up a novitiate in Switzerland away from all these controlling powers in a neutral territory, and because he did that, he was able to start welcoming new members. And it was... 17 years later that he died, but in those 17 years, the Marians grew to 319 members 
more members than they'd ever had prior to this event called the renovation when Blessed George joined us. Blessed George was a huge devotee of St. Paul. Blessed George is also always talking about zeal, how important it is for us to have that kind of courageous zeal that St. Paul had. And that's what he wanted for his Marians. And so it's fitting that Blessed George's feast day is two days after the conversion of St. Paul. It couldn't be tomorrow because we have the memorial of Saints Timothy and Titus, but the next available day is the 27th of January, and that's Blessed George's feast day. So uh, we have a novena prayer to Blessed George, which we can pray, and I'll lead us in that. So this is a prayer through the intercession of Blessed George Matalitis. O God, merciful Father, in the heart of your servant, Blessed George, you arouse such a great zeal for accomplishing corporal and spiritual deeds of mercy. Deign to grant to us, through his intercession, the grace for which we implore you. Most holy and undivided Trinity, you choose to live in the hearts of your faithful servants and after their death to reward their merits with the glory of heaven. Grant, we implore, that your servant, Blessed George, who with apostolic zeal faithfully serve the Church under the patronage of the Immaculate Virgin Mary, may be numbered among the saints through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Bow down for the blessing. May Almighty God bless you, for he has made you steadfast in St. Peter's saving confession, and through it has set you on the solid rock of the church's faith. Amen. Amen. And having instructed you by the tireless preaching of St. Paul, may God teach you constantly by his example to win brothers and sisters for Christ. Amen. Amen. So that by the keys of St. Peter and the words of St. Paul, and by the support of their intercession, God may bring us happily to that homeland that Peter attained on a cross and Paul by the blade of a sword. Amen. Amen. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit come down on you and remain with you forever. Amen. Amen. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. St. Michael, the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the heavenly host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen.
Jesus said that he wanted this image in every home. And our goal is to make that happen. So we've made these extremely affordable. They're the cheapest ones price-wise that you'll find on the internet, but the nicest in quality. And these images and many more can be found on our website, divinemercyart.org. If you want to go straight, you can also get it at shopmercy.org. May Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.